0: I wish there was more time. There isn't. I love you. All of you. Thank you for the greatest moments of my life. Welcome to Rediscovery, the Star Trek recap podcast that is so excited to talk about it. Let's just begin. I'm joined by my science officer, Ben McKenzie. Ben, are you excited? There's no
1: time to talk about how excited I am, Carla. Let's just get straight into it.
0: Holy crap. It's episode 13, so you know what that means. It's the first half of the two-episode season finale, and it does not pull any punches. Even before we know what happens with Discovery, the title Such Sweet Sorrow leads the way. We last left off with Pike calling the Exo on Enterprise and beginning the self destruct protocols on Discovery. The episode opens with Sarek meditating on the beach at sundown. He whispers, Michael, and we cut to Discovery. The crew are all packing their quarters to evacuate. The Enterprise is clearly back in action as she has arrived to take Discovery's crew. This is the first full view we get of the reimagined Enterprise's bridge, and I was breathless. So good. So good. Pike swaggers onto the bridge like a man wearing a custom-made suit. He looks happy to be home, number one assuring him that the holograms have been fixed and will be no more. Pike initializes the self-destruct sequence remotely, but it does not complete. The sphere's self-preservation has seemingly taken over the ship and does not allow it to be destroyed. They fire torpedoes to no avail. Michael, having had a glimpse of her future by transporting the time crystal to the Enterprise, sees Leland board Discovery and kill the whole crew. She tells the bridge that they cannot destroy Discovery, so the only option is to take Discovery so far into the future Control can never get the data. But however will they charge the time crystal in time? No time to languor in the gorgeous saltiness that is the newly minted Captain Giorgio, a new red burst arrives, conveniently taking them to the planet Zahia, you remember, where Tilly's friend Poe, the Queen of Zahia, comes from? No, well, keep going, it will all make sense soon. Poe is a scientific genius who has developed a way of recrystallizing dilithium, so surely she can help power the crystal.
1: Meanwhile, in engineering, Hugh visits Stamets, but lets Paul speak first. Paul says Hugh was right to say they both needed to move on, so he's planning to quit working on starships and maybe pursue that post at the Vulcan Science Academy. Hugh says he plans to stay aboard the Enterprise. Stamets heads off to finish the new Angel suit, and and that's where they leave things. Carla, what? Anyway, we'll come back to that. Poe arrives, and after being plied with ice cream by Tilly, listens to the crew's story. She works out a way to charge up the time crystal without needing the energy of a supernova. But there's a drawback. The crystal will end up with too much energy and burn out, meaning it'll be a one-way trip into the future for Michael. Tyler is horrified when he discovers this, but Michael is willing to go ahead with the plan anyway, hoping she will end up on Terralisium with her mother. The crew respects her decision, and she shares her love for them before Pike orders everyone to get back to work. Poe surprises Tilly with the news that she will be staying on board Discovery when the Section 31 ships come, as to do otherwise would be to shirk her responsibility of protecting her planet. Giorgio argues with Michael about her stupid plan, but Michael rebuffs her and walks away, only to walk straight into another parental moment. (laughs) Sarek and Amanda have boarded Discovery, Sarek having felt that Michael was in trouble through their joined cutras. Awkward. They have come to say farewell and reveal they are proud of her. They all express their love for each other, and Sarek even asks for and gets Michael's forgiveness before they leave. Later, Michael watches a video tutorial recorded by her other mother about how to pilot the suit but is called to the bridge. The Enterprise is close by. On the way, she meets Tilly, who takes her to her closest friends among the senior crew, as well as Spock. They're all staying aboard Discovery and following her into the future. She tries to talk them out of it, but is touched and realises their minds are made up. Tyler, however, is staying behind. He feels it's his duty to make sure Section 31 never creates another situation like this one with control. Michael walks away from him seemingly distraught, but turns back for one last kiss. Everyone records messages for their loved ones before Pike orders the Discovery to move away from Zaheer to make sure it's not in danger from the coming conflict with Control's ships, and hands the captain's chair over to Saru, though he graciously defers the question. As the Enterprise arrives, Pike lovingly commends the Discovery crew, but Control's fleet is only five minutes away. Both crews have prepped shuttlecraft with weapons to keep control busy until the new time travel suit is ready, but in engineering, Stamets, Tilly and Reno are worried it's taking too long to charge up. Tilly suggests a plan to speed up the charging, but it would mean the crystal's time-altering effects will leak out, making it dangerous to human minds. Reno says she can handle it and orders the others out of the room to do it, and she sees the same flash of the future as Burnham before her. Including the detail of an unexploded photon torpedo lodged in the Enterprise's saucer. Tyler asks for Pike's trust and says he must leave before the battle to do something important. Georgia reveals to him she's Terran, and then he returns to the Enterprise. After that, the Section 31 ships appear, and everyone gets to battle stations. To be continued. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. What the actual F color this episode. Holy moly.
0: Uh, we just have to get straight to it. Chop, chop. Is season three, they're all living a thousand years in the future? Look,
1: I think think our previous listener who predicted this might have been on the money because- it seems like there's no other way like everybody's going into the future i think for a while during this episode i thought you know you said last episode maybe they'd get rid of michael and i was like no come on she's the main character and for a while during this episode i was like holy moly it's going to happen why what's what and then everyone said no we're coming with you and i'm like oh
0: yeah okay. but then i was like whoa that's nuts
1: but also spock's going with them and we know spock ends up back he on comes the enterprise back, yeah.
0: so what 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 is going to happen Dude, seriously, if this show ends up a thousand years into the future for a couple of seasons, I will lose my mind.
1: That would be amazing.
0: It would be, like, because I've been thinking about it on the ride up here, right? It's like, we need that Star Trek for now. Like, we know... Like, the the Star Trek that was delivered in the 60s to the 60s consumer, right? We need that Star Trek now, which is, like, we're so – we understand completely, like, all of the technologies of the Star Trek universe, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Where, you know, like, that that to me would be the most logical step forward. And they were, as you know, listeners would know, like, they were my most exciting episodes from – um. Just well, from Enterprise and from Voyager, and then I'm thinking like maybe they like get in touch with that organization that sends all of those time travelers back to those series. And, oh
1: wow! Yeah, you think they're they're the secret time masters of the maybe, future? Maybe I don't know. Oh, that would be that would be amazing. So good, crazy. Stuff. What do you think? Look, I have no idea where this is going to end up. I, I, it, they could go into the future. They could come back. They might find that the time the time suit might take them somewhere else. Oh, my
0: God. It might
1: splinter time into, like, three different timelines and people end up in different places and we'll have, like, this weird multi-fractured, you know, I don't know. I think anything, I actually feel like anything could happen, but I also feel like it's such a great setup, this episode, and it's so wonderful because often often when you get these two-parter things at the end of a season, I mean, in an old series of Star Trek, it would usually be the first part of the two-parter would be the season finale, right? But now that we've got this two-parter at the end, They've just they've taken a whole episode to set up this like intense situation, and also let everyone have a chance to say goodbye, mm. which I loved, and, I, and it made me think about what I love about Discovery as a Star Trek show. Mm. Is that I feel it is a show that we need now in another way, as well as the way that y- you were saying, uh, because we also need we need that compassion, we need that sure. like empathy and that care for each other. Uh, which, you know, we, we so often see missing in public discourse, in the way that we treat other people who are not like ourselves or, or our governments do on our behalf. Mm. And we need a show that says, no, we can we can be heroes, we can be space explorers, we can be tough people doing what needs to be done, and we can love each other and look after each other at the same time. And I felt like this episode... Like, so summed that up. And it's been a theme running throughout the whole season. I think, you know, Pike's little speech about being a starship captain Mm. last episode really, like, also brought that to the fore. But this episode really hit that spot for me. And I was like, yes, I need this episode. Mm. If something awful is about to happen, let me have this moment beforehand while ramping up that tension. Mm. And, I mean, what a a way to leave that. Like, we're all going into the future. We can never come back. And we're leaving, you know- our mates behind and our families and our, our lives behind, like, just huge. I'm I'm pumped. I have not – I really don't know what's going to happen next episode, but I'm so excited.
0: Yeah, me too. It's pretty limiting – like, it's a pretty limiting way of looking at it for them because they don't even know what's in the future or where they're going to end up, but they're working under the supposition that they're going to not be able to come back. Yeah. But I think that, like – I think it's tied up, like, I feel like all threads are tied up at this point, except for, like, what the fuck's
1: going to happen? Well, there's still there's still two red bursts to go, mm. so that's presumably going to light the way to where they've got to go. Potentially. Um, But who knows? And we still, I mean, we still, I, I think Zora can't come into it because, like, you can't introduce that character in one episode, or maybe you can because this episode showed us that they do expect us to just run with the short treks as being part of the show. Because here's Poe, who is a pretty major character in this episode and makes all these references to her previous appearance without them being fully explained. Mm. So if they're expecting us to have watched that and understood it, then maybe they are expecting us to have watched the Zora um, short trek. But I still feel like they can't just introduce that character out of nowhere in the last episode, surely.
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't know I don't have any feel opinions yeah, about that. <laughs> Fair enough. But at the same time I feel like also we've had 3 out of 4 short treks be present in this season. So I'm like it's Harry Mudd in the next episode. Well,
1: but have we really had the Zora one? Or are we just reading into that because we've had Oh, uh, that's of the, true. Two of the like we
0: haven't had it confirmed, but no. it's
1: I still think your your thing about Arium's memories.
0: Well, not so makes much the that the became Zora, but like that what's discovery is abandoned a thousand years into the future. Yeah. that's a pretty direct through line to what's happening right now. True, and also you know. the
1: sphere data or the sphere sphere's information has now integrated itself with the ship because mm. it you know it it stops the auto destruct sequence. It turns on the shields so they can't destroy it with the torpedoes.
0: So, how much pro- back- background processing has been happening already? Exactly. You know? You know, Zora could have already been halfway developed.
1: I mean, it, maybe Zora is an AI that was, uh, who knows, hoovered up by the sphere data. It's uh, it's not. i got to say, actually, on the topic of the sphere data, I never thought it would become this big a, a, a thing. Mm. Not in the way that it has, anyway. Like, I liked it when they were using it, like in the Saru's, uh, in the Kaminar episode, I uh, know, for Charon, where they were, you know using it to figure out what was happening on his planet i thought that was cool and- or an
0: eyeball for sharon as our ai <laughs> keeps calling it <laughs> sorry i couldn't oh, stop laughing i know
1: that was we we, uh, we uh, look we've just revealed to the listeners that we use an artificial intelligence on this show <laughs> for our transcription so we're sorry if you're frightened uh, but it's okay <laughs> This one's totally not trying to kill anyone. And (laughs) as far as I know, know, it hasn't injected any (laughs) nanoprobes into us. But yeah, so there was that. And then there was control through Arium was trying to get its intelligence on artificial intelligence. And I thought those were two nice plot points. But then it's all become about the AI. And so now I'm hoping that the sphere um, information taking over the ship or integrating with the ship becomes more important than that. Because I kind of feel otherwise it's a waste of this whole idea of this amazing archive of information if it just becomes about... This one part of it. Mm. I don't know. I, I, that might be a silly thing to think. But I just, I, yeah, I hope that they it doesn't just vanish after this, after becoming a fairly one-dimensional plot point. Um, and it, it's worked well, I thought, in that capacity. But I think it's just got a lot of potential to do other stuff.
0: To me, it's like it's just introduced the concept. Because at the, this point in time, I'm just like... And what everyone's just like, okay, cool, Sphere, it's got a dart, it's got data suite, let's just download it. And I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck is this thing? You know? And it's well, not that I need everything to be introduced before, but I'm like, this is such a bizarro thing and, like, everyone's just like, yep, got the data, okay, let's roll, you know? Like, yeah.
1: I, well, I liked that. I thought that episode, I just realised I used the wrong episode name earlier because No Ball for Charon is the one where they meet the Sphere. Um, but I, I don't know. I liked it because it was so weird. And you know what I'm like. I like weird aliens. Sure. And and remember, it more or less forced it on them to download its data. Mm. Like, because it was disrupting all their systems until they let it do it. And then they're like, oh, you want to share your data with us? Let's trust you. And again, that was, you know, that theme of trust and love that's been running throughout the whole season. Mm. They decided to trust this weird alien entity wasn't trying to harm them. And, uh, And they were right to do it.
0: But don't you think there's been also this, like, other sort of thing, like, pretty on the nose, I think, about faith? In there?
1: Yeah, there has been a few lines, yeah, and particularly in this episode. Particularly
0: in this episode about the – and I'm like, "Mm, what is this?
1: Interestingly, because, you know, that's always been a thing where they've tried to avoid too many explicit questions about religion in most of the Star Trek shows. It comes up a lot in Deep Space Nine with Mm. the whole Bajoran religion Mm. Um, and also it's fairly frequently but not constantly touched upon in Voyager, particularly when it comes to Chakotay's beliefs. And then they also do a bit of exploration of Klingon spirituality through yeah. Balana's storyline, but it's, it's usually something they avoid. And that was kind of because, you know, in Gene Roddenberry's idea of the future, we would move past religion. Like he saw it as a, a relic from the past that we didn't need anymore, which I think is a simplistic way of thinking about it, but I get where he's coming from in a way. And supposedly... Jason Isaacs said he wasn't allowed to, you know, use any sort of profanity um, which included blasphemy because that would indicate that he had some sort of idea that it was religious um, stuff that he was saying. And Mm -hmm. so he was told he couldn't say that. I think I read that article was about that. So he wasn't allowed to say that kind of stuff. Um, So, yeah, which which means I thought that we were continuing that on Discovery. But then I'm not so sure now. But, yeah, there is a lot of stuff about, you know, jumping the – net will appear kind of yeah. thinking which is a bit
0: and particularly now tied in parallel with like Pike going well you know like uh sometimes it's better not to know you know it's just it's it's been a bit it's been a bit on the nose eyebrow raisey for me but I think it's helped them to kind of maybe flub a fair bit of stuff in the storyline to kind of get it all wrapped up so that's really like the biggest thing isn't it it's like are they going to go to the future yeah I can't really.
1: How are they going to get out of it if they don't? Is the other question.
0: Yeah, that's true. But they've... and what does the vision mean? You know, is that a separate mm. timeline? I kept having like freakouts that they were in some kind of temporal rift already, oh, and right. so they were in a loop, Oh. and something, and that was why that she everyone sort of kept seeing the death of everybody on the Enterprise, like, do you remember that episode? Was it, was it a Voyager where, like, they were just in a loop where they all died all oh, the time? yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe that was what was happening with this, but mm. um, obviously not. Well, who knows?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was – I think it's significant that both Michael and Reno see the same glimpse of the future, uh, although yes, she I doesn't agree, see the yeah. longer one where, you know, Leland shoots everyone, but they both see that specific detail of, of the, the t- photon f- torpedo yeah. in the – Enterprise. For me, that was a bit weird because I'm like, well, we know the Enterprise doesn't get destroyed because this is happening in the in the so that's prime why timeline. that's why I keep
0: thinking about temporal.
1: Do you think they are they going to splinter Discovery off into its own timeline? Do
0: you no, think? no. I just thought that maybe there's like some kind of alternate loop happening.
1: Oh right, right. Yeah, okay. That they
0: have to bring the timelines back together.
1: Mm, a bit kind of like the Harry Mudd episode from yeah, season exactly,
0: one. exactly. Hmm, okay, yeah. So that's what I was. That's what, That was the only thing that kind of gave me that indication.
1: Yeah. We're definitely going to get some Star Wars style action next episode, though. Like well, and
0: also this episode, like the, the intros and the outros are like full movie yeah. st- style length scenarios with their special effects. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's true. I was thinking more, you know, we're going to get a big space battle. I thought you meant like the guy
0: that looked like the red face guy. Oh, that
1: guy—the pointy face, (laughs) the spiky face guy. Yeah, no, he looked great. We should talk. We got to talk about the Enterprise, though.
0: Holy shit! How great did it look? Had tears. I had like little skin prickles. See, I, I
1: I respect that, but I'm not very nostalgic about the original Enterprise. They're not my favorite crew. They're great. I, I enjoyed seeing all the films. Yeah, I've seen all yeah. the films, but I I I thought it, they did an amazing job of reimagining what it would look like given the style that they've done Discovery in. Thought that was brilliant, and I love any time you get to see that kind of stuff. Like
0: that was a- the wonder in it for me. You know, yeah. I was like, whoa. Yeah, and I love Giorgio's comment. She's like, Bleh, it's so orange. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, you just want it to be black and broody. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I thought that was that was awesome, and to see all the crew in the uniforms—that's a lot of set and a lot of. I was thinking the outfits exact to build. Same thing,
0: Benjamin.
1: So surely that's got—they've got to reuse it for something. Does Who that mean knows? you think the Enterprise is going to come back next season?
0: Or I, look, it's you know, it's it, it's going to be well, you know, like it could also. Crossover into Section 31 show mm. as well. So it could be used in that show, I'd oh, assume.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You know? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a thing where maybe they've just seen, I, I, I mean, this probably doesn't work in the timeline of production, but I was going to say they, they saw how well bringing Spock and Pike went. Um, and so they're like, well, we should have, do some more stuff with this. And again, you know, it seems weird to cast Rebecca Romgen as it's number one and then use her in like two so- episodes.
0: Are you speculating that there's going to be another Enterprise show?
1: I don't know that there'll be a separate show. I mean, there's a lot of fans calling for it. I think that's unnecessary. And I, I do want to say, like, Discovery has really been, I just, I've loved it for itself. And I don't really need this other stuff. It's been really cool seeing the Pike and Spock and Enterprise stuff come in. But I want to see more of Discovery. You yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just, Saru just got made captain of the ship. Although he was like, mm, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> I was like,
0: what? Well, I just think it's so funny that we were talking la- last episode. We we're like, oh, I think Michael's going to go. And then we we're like, oh, who's going to be the captain? And now I'm like, Michael's going to go and she's going to be the captain?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, it could happen.
0: <laughs> that sort of looked like what the head nods were kind of sort of
1: circulating, don't you think? It was. Well, I mean, look, I interpreted it. As he was- I just don't know why he didn't say it. Like, he says, oh, she's going to need a new captain, and he, like, taps the chair, and he looks at Saru, and Saru's, like, because all coy Saru's about it. Because
0: Saru's the more it. senior officer, that's- and that's-
1: And also, he's just kick-ass now. I think he, he's the right choice for captain, and Michael might die. She's going to be in a suit out in space. Hmm. I mean, I hope not. I want to make that clear, Yeah, because I I just- you know, I, the thing about Michael this season, and I said this a few times early on, is it felt like she was really kind of being backgrounded in a weird way. Mm. Um, and uh, she's the main character of the show. And, yet, and And while the plot technically was so much about her this season, for a long time we didn't know that. And mm. it felt like she just wasn't being used very much. And mm. so... I will be really disappointed if they get rid of her and continue the show, but I'm really glad that the rest of the crew is going with her because it makes me feel that whatever happens, that's not going to be it. Like, they're oh, all going no. together. I
0: feel like they're creating a new show or, like, they're just bringing, like, Discovery is, Like you a know. soft
1: reboot, kind of. Exactly. It's the same show. It's continuing on, but exactly. we're changing the format.
0: Because, like, in the first season, they all went to the Terran universe. That was, like... That was the Discovery show. This is like, you know, whatever this is.
1: This is Discovery love and hope edition <laughs> is what it is. And I love it so much.
0: So, and then next season, it would totally make sense that they – and but, like, when the whole – pretty much the whole bridge crew signed up to go, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what's happening. Yeah. Because – um, and that's why I was thinking that Michael was going to leave was because so many of the main characters are leaving. It's like Pike and Spock are going back. Yeah, but they Jet- were
1: always temporary characters, Yeah, that's surely. true.
0: But Jet- Jet's going. Not, She's not she's the main character. JoJo, she's going to go get her own show on Section 31. So is, I was like.
1: Is Reno definitely leaving? Yeah. So she's not sticking around? No.
0: That's a shame.
1: I feel like we could have had more of her. Yeah. I mean, you know. So
0: then is she going to die? Maybe she's the one who dies. Well,
1: yeah, I don't know.
0: I've got so many other little notes here. Sarek trying to smile was truly
1: traumatizing. That was weird, wasn't it? I, I kind of liked it, but also what? i, I got to say something actually about that because in that scene he passes the buck back to Spock about the distance between them. He's, He's like, yeah, like, I'm going to keep my distance like he suggested, but when you watch that original series episode, it really does not seem like that's how it's been and they haven't spoken to each other for 18 years and, and Spock's just like... And we won't speak now, but he's clearly not necessarily happy about it. <laughs> Amanda sort is certainly like this is balls, whereas in this episode she's like,
0: mm, mm.
1: "Yeah, you're you're a dickhead, but I love you." And, you know, that's that's kind of her attitude here. So That was weird. What did you think about that scene? Was it necessary? It was, no, I don't
0: know. Oh, look, you know, I think in terms of like everybody got a goodbye because I'm assuming that we probably won't see Sarah and Amanda again either.
1: Well, not if they're, like, a thousand years in the future. Yeah, so I feel like everyone got leaves, their goodbye. Which I hope she doesn't, but, yeah. Um, it was weird. It was weird.
0: It was really uncomfortable. I was just like, I want this to stop now. Please, right. Cut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> why well, I also thought from a pacing uh, and perspective, like, it really kind of undercut the tension because it's like, mm. we're in a race against time, but somehow my parents have found time to get here from Vulcan to say goodbye. And you're like,
0: what? And somehow found us as well. Well, I guess with that's no the subspe- whole yeah, the kutra- linking of the countries oh, okay, yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. But if that's true, why did they need the Red Angels' help to find her in the forest when the monster was eating her?
0: <laughs> well, they didn't know the monster was eating her.
1: I guess that's true. They, they didn't just- know
0: that she'd run away.
1: But, but, but he
0: hadn't cut her mind, the, melded with her okay, by then. Fair. Yeah. He, he hadn't done it. That was yeah. before she got.
1: No, that was after she got blown up. That was, was the it? whole reason she uh. was running away. <laughs> oh, okay. Look, that's fine. I'm sure there's a way to explain that and I'll think about it. <laughs> it will be great.
0: Well, and now we know like Nan's going, sweet.
1: Oh, yeah. She's sticking around.
0: And Poe's going as well. That's
1: weird, isn't it? So weird. because also am totally, totally down. down. Yeah, she's great. She kind of disappeared from the episode after she told Tilly that. And I was really surprised she wasn't in that scene later, where Tillian and Stamets and Reno are looking at the crystal. I'm like, where are you? Or is she just staying? Maybe she ended up staying on the Enterprise because she's not like going into the future with them. She's just not going back to her. She's going to help
0: battle Section Thirty One. Yeah,
1: I think maybe that's it because it, it was a bit. It was a bit confused. So maybe she's on the Enterprise somewhere, but we don't really see her after that point. I don't, or at least I don't remember seeing.
0: her. And Hugh going to the Enterprise. Yeah. What. What? Why, does that mean he's
1: leaving the show? I don't want him to
0: leave either. No.
1: But then I don't know. How do you feel about what they did with that storyline this episode? Oh. Like one scene and it's like Hugh not saying the thing and letting Paul say the thing, which is like, oh, you were right. We should go our separate ways. It was
0: so awkward. Like they've been lovers for like, a, you know, a decade or something. they married.
1: Like, like, you know. How
0: yeah i don't know what's going on there but i do like that paul was like he he had come to some kind of acceptance like he'd obviously mm. processed it to the point that he was like i'm gonna try and make a decision that's good for my mental health yeah so that was positive i think and i think like sort of maybe Hugh was building a bridge to kind of be like i don't hate you because it was, was pretty bad the last time they was sort of Communicating, so this was more them coming together a little, opening up the lines of communication. Sure, yeah. I think it just made that feel better, I guess, for everyone, and sort of give more context as to what's happening.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I go with that. But it's still, I mean, it just felt like though, I don't know, it felt like a scene in a in, in like a very serious drama, like a romantic drama where like the two people they want to be together, but something's in their way, and mm. neither of them will just like say what they feel and we've had we've talked about how we've mostly avoided that this season where people are keeping things from each other which has ruined their relationships or or been a contrivance of the plot this doesn't feel like a contrivance of the plot it does feel like genuine angst that real people would have mm. but it's still immensely frustrating i'm like look guys just just kiss already just come on mm. and i was just yeah if they don't If they don't sort that shit out next episode, I'll be so sad. I'll be bereft. (laughs) And I'm just worried it's going to end up like kind of like the end of uh, season two of the new Doctor Who. um, Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, where Rose and the Doctor get separated. And I I kind of felt that it's not quite the same for me because I kind of felt that relationship needed to go somewhere else anyway. But they, instead of having a proper resolution, they just sort of tear them apart Mm. unwillingly. Mm. Like they end up in separate universes. And I kind of feel like that might be what's in... Hugh and Paul's future, and I don't want that for them. I want them to either work it out or be okay with it. And mm. while Paul seems to have sort of figured it out for himself. Oh,
0: there's no way they Hugh could do is, that to those characters. Well, Hugh's
1: definitely not okay with it. He's, he's hiding it, he's swallowing it, but he's realised he was wrong to push Paul away, I think. Well, and that's a
0: bit of projection, I think, then.
1: Well, maybe, I don't know. But it seems like.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think like a minimum he's realised how much he's hurt Paul.
1: Yeah, minimum. Yeah, for I sure. Think,
0: and that's kind of like he was. He
1: regret. He's full of regret right
0: yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's minimum. I'm not sure about like lovey kissy. Sure. Okay. But, you know, like actually kind of accepting how much he had felt pain in the situation.
1: Maybe I just want some people to like be yeah, together <laughs> on this show. Because Michael and Tyler. Tilly. Po- oh, yeah. No, I could see that. But she's she's got a whole planet to run. She's, that's true. That'd only, that'd only ever be, you know, sometimes. Kind Of relationship, but I could, I could see that that would be fun. I could see them, yeah, like I mean, they're totally um compatible as Marceline and
0: Princess Bubblegum from Adventure Time, they oh, could yeah. just have their own little kingdom together
1: that would be amazing. Engineering
0: together, oh, yeah, that would
1: be cute, yeah. But what about Tyler? Uh, going uh,
0: off, their goodbye was actually very heartbreaking. That
1: was that was, yeah, that, that hit was, me hard, yeah,
0: that was a sucker punch
1: because he's like basically. Owning that, yeah, look, I told you I believe in their mission. And he does. Like, he's sticking to his guns, but he's now also, like, someone's got to stick around and make sure they don't fuck up things again like they did this time.
0: But I also think that he's someone who has just made a really good emotional decision for himself. He's like, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. I've got a kid. I'm not going to fucking go a thousand years into the future, no matter how, you know, much I love this person that I have an incredibly tumultuous relationship with. Mm. I'm going to, like, do a solid for myself and- See how shit works out in this timeline.
1: Yeah. What do you think he's gone off to do?
0: Dunno. That's a very, very good question. Do you think he's gone? I I, I reckon he's gone to go and get Tenovik.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, do you reckon he's gone the to Boris to get like, yeah, he's gone to visit <laughs> the Time Lords. Has he gone Has he gone to find someone who knows more about time crystals?
0: I don't know. Or just like rally the freaky deaky troops.
1: Maybe. Oh, what if he takes his torchbearer status? and comes back with a fucking Klingon battle fleet to blow up Section 31, how sweet would that be? That would be good. I mean, it wouldn't work because he's supposed to be dead and the Klingon Empire would (laughs) crumble to dust. That's true, we
0: forgot about that.
1: But (laughs) but it was a sweet thought for the two seconds it took for me to realise how wrong it was.
0: There's only a few other notes I have for this. Mm. Original torpedo sound. Fire.
1: Killed me Oh and also The original door sound When they yes. get on the Enterprise Oh, Discovery crew Is for On the Enterprise captain Oh my god It, it made me realise That we hadn't heard it On Discovery mm-hmm. Like their door sound Is different mm-hmm. And I didn't realise that But it was great Yeah
0: I have Giorgio's Best quote for this Which is uh, She calls Michael some galactic Rubber band With a martyr complex
1: <laughs> That is amazing
0: <laughs> Whoever is writing Giorgio's dialogue Is having a great time That's true Um other than that, I thought Pike looked ragged. Obviously, everything is playing on his mind.
1: He's been through the ringer.
0: And uh, still so elegant and kingly and in incommens. shutting everything down. Yeah. Wrapping everything up.
1: Yeah, he was really onto it. And just the way he's just, again, you know, uh, the kind of show we need right now, a leader showing great empathy mm. for the people that he is com- in command and of. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Immense dignity. You know, really understanding what people need in order to thrive mm. in their re- relationships and in their working life, you know. Yeah. For me, like him and Michael, like Emmys for sure, man. Like oh, yeah. unbelievable performances. Oh yeah, and they carried a lot of this show when it was like pretty loose in terms of storyline and everything that was happening. Their performances really, really floated the boat in this. Sometimes, so sure, yeah, I hope they get the accolades that they deserve.
1: Yeah, they should be up for that for sure. Uh, what did you? I mean, I obviously, you know, famously, I love this the uh, extended bridge crew. And they all got little, well, lots. most of them got little moments. Um, I thought they might give Nilsen a bit more dialogue in this episode, but she didn't get any. Um, no. She was there. And she got, like, Pike talked about her, but she didn't get to say anything, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. So I wonder if she'll get a bigger role next season if she's still around.
0: Well, she's going with them. Uh, so. She's going with them, which was a bit yeah. surprising. He's like, do you
1: even know each other? <laughs> like, I guess you do. But, uh, but yeah, I, I love that sort of little letter writing scene. Yeah. Where you get that little short background and reminder um, I particularly like Awashikin's one where mm. she's like writing to her family going, I know you don't understand because she's from the Luddite community. So, she's like, I don't even understand me going out into space on a starship and learning how to use this technology. But, uh, yeah, I just loved all of those little moments. So, they were great.
0: Yeah, I think they've done a really good job of carefully giving us like little breadcrumbs so that we know enough. And so, like for this, so we're set up for the next season. Like we, we've got a pretty good profile on the bridge crew. We don't really know much about Reese or, or Bryce. Bryce,
1: But this might, this but might that be will the, happen soon. They I might, think. they might be our only characters next mm. season. Like we might not get a new captain. It might be Saru in charge. And yeah, who knows?
0: So exciting! Yeah, do you want to go to short chats? I think we should. Okay. Now it's time for Rediscovery Short Chats, where we talk news, trivia, and anything related to anything now. We will also be taking questions, but we only have one more episode. So send in all of your questions to our social media. Yeah, Maybe if you have, like, season wrap-up questions, maybe we could do, like, a little short episode after the season to answer some questions. That might be a good idea. Yeah, so send them through. Um, What do you have today, Ben? I don't
1: know that I have a lot to be honest i i was kind of emotionally overwhelmed by this episode fully
0: it was hectic and
1: uh, it's also been quite a hectic week and weekend for me so uh i i watched it late at night uh in bed <laughs> and um and i and i loved it but i was just sort of yeah left going wow yeah but I, I am intrigued by the visions of the future and and what they're going to mean. And I, and I think, you know, I was thinking about other shows that have done those sort of future visions and other times we've seen those sort of glimpses of the future. It's not clear which kind of time travel future glimpse we're looking at in those situations. Mm. So is it like Pike taking the crystal, this is definitely your future? And if so, what does that mean? How are you going to get out of it? Or is it like this is a potential future, now you have the means to avoid it, mm. um, like in so many other you know, time travel stories. So, I was I was thinking along those lines and I'm just not, I'm not sure.
0: Well, mine is completely superficial.
1: I'm fine with that. Uh,
0: Hugh is like Wolverine level ripped. Like, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And you're kind of a bit like, don't want to objectify him, but you're just like, whoa, what is happening under that uniform? Go to his Twitter account. All these people are calling for him to be some black superhero. I don't know what the superhero is. And he's like, yeah, hire me. R- like Pulling up his shirt, you know, full MySpace selfie pick. <laughs> and the dude is like, he's like the most ripped person I've ever seen in my life.
1: Well, I mean, when he had his shirt off a few episodes ago- I mean, well, he was probably a doing few. a bit of a
0: power pose as well, like, you know, <laughs> turning onto the side and got those obliques and everything, but when,
1: when his body got rebuilt, like it got rebuilt with <laughs> 0% fat, not not 0% fat, but you know, 0% excess fat. It was like he's like you are at peak human condition, my friend. Yeah. Um and yeah, look, he's he's amazing. Yeah. I want to see him in more stuff for sure.
0: I Curious about the white uniforms? Like I'm like, yeah. I guess what you don't ever deal with any kind of body fluids anymore. Start <laughs> Star-
1: well they just Trek medical. They just chuck it in a disposal unit and print a new one. Like it's <laughs> it's not a problem, I guess. But it's good. I mean, you want to wear. It's like when you wear a lab coat, you wear a white lab coat because you want to know when you've spilled things on you. That's mm. why they're white. Because if you spill something on yourself, you don't want to be like, oh, I didn't notice because of black uniform and now my skin is burned off. You want to know immediately.
0: I'm such a grub that I'm like, I see anyone wearing a white anything and I'm like, wow, you think you're the King of England?
1: Yeah. (laughs) It is weird because you never, uh, from memory, you don't see such a distinctly different medical uniform in any of the other shows. Yeah, like they just wear the same uniform as the science division. So mm. um, I think it's good though; it makes sense to me. But yeah, it do- he does look good in it. He fills it out well.
0: <laughs> so then I have one question left for you. Yeah, it's me. like, are you are you going to be watching Friday night? Are you going to download? Are you busy? Are you going to be watching on Saturday? What is your I- what is your Situation. Look,
1: I'm gonna watch it as soon as possible.
0: 7 p.m. Netflix release Friday, Australian
1: Eastern Standard yeah, Time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't fixed my schedule for next weekend. <laughs> it's all over the place at the moment, but I'm hoping I will watch it as soon as it comes out. There's no. I mean, I've avoided spoilers this whole season. Yeah. And there's no way I want this last one, so I'll be keeping off the internet that day. I'm, you got to do.
0: You can't be on from midday Friday.
1: Okay, because that's when it's on. In that's on when there. the
0: first. First screening happens, I think, Eastern East Coast time. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: So 12 p.m. It's Cactus, but until 7 p.m., which is like, that was the reason why I started downloading it because it's too long of an internet blackout for me. It's hard. It's just Twitter, but still, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Although I don't, I I find that as long as I'm not looking at the feed from uh, the Rediscovery podcast account, um, it's not too bad because I don't follow that many big Star Trek fans, mm. it seems, on my personal account. Uh, I don't know why, but I don't see no, them No, they probably much. just
0: have the sense to not spoil anything.
1: Yeah. Back in the day, you know, when uh, there was no, um, you know, internet downloading of episodes or streaming, uh, and if you wanted to see a show that was aired overseas before it got here, which was usually like 6 to 12 to for infinity months later, <laughs> Uh, what you had to do is ask somebody in another country to tape it for you and mail you a cassette. Yeah. And I got stuff like um, uh, Sliders, the first season of Sliders I got from America. I think it was season seven or eight of Red Dwarf I got on VHS from someone in the UK via a friend here in Melbourne. And we were very respectful of spoiler space back in those days because the main way you talk to people online overseas was on mailing lists or news groups. And so, what you would do to avoid people reading your spoilers is you would do a dot, dot, dot and Mm. you put words in that said spoiler space and you respected it because it's like, you might not be able to see this for 12 months. Let's not have a whole conversation about it that excludes you because you can't watch it yet. Um, And I think, you know, that's the dimension of spoilers that people forget. It's not just about preserving a surprise for someone. It's also about not locking somebody out of a discussion because you can't talk about this because you haven't seen it, mm. so you haven't got an opinion about it. All you can do is listen to our opinions about it and ask questions. And I think that's an element of of why spoilers are important that often gets forgotten.
0: I'm ruthless. If anybody spoils anything for me, I unfriend them and unfollow them.
1: Yeah, it's like, this is not happening again. No. Bye-bye.
0: <laughs> See you later. A- I had I had the Drag Race finale ruined for me once and I was like, that's it.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not that ruthless, but I'm quite cautious.
0: Come on, mate. We've had the internet forever. Like everyone knows what the deal is. I think
1: now, though, people expect that everyone has can seen it. Relatively easily see something. No,
0: there's a 48-hour embargo.
1: You know what I got spoiled about? The worst one I got was the red wedding in Game of Thrones, oh, and no. it got spoiled for me by the MC of an event I was speaking at, <laughs> and the Sorry. and being at that event was one of the reasons why I hadn't seen it yet. <laughs> and he spoiled it on stage for the whole audience and oh I was God. I was not impressed. What a I joke. was like that is not cool dude. Like you thought you were making a cool hip reference but it's like sunday and this was aired on the US on friday. Like that is not cool. Yeah, that's not cool. So yeah, I was I was unimpressed by that.
0: All right, well we'll hit play together at the same time and then we can and then we can message each other on Slack.
1: Okay, we'll we'll do it. That's a pact.
0: All right. That's a and promise. You guys as well. Hit us up as soon as you've watched it. No spoilers, though, on the Twitter. Yeah, tweet And we the, want to hear what you think and how you feel. And
1: tweet, tweet the uh, Rediscovery Pod account because, you know, that way if we haven't quite got there yet, we can ignore it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you've been listening to Rediscovery. All links to creatives are in the show notes or on our website, rediscoverypodcast.com. We'd love to connect with you, as we've just said, so please add us on Twitter and Facebook at RediscoveryPods.
1: Rediscovery is brought to you by Splendid Chaps Productions. Find more entertainment for your ears at splendidchaps.com.